This message is made available by the partners and friends of Breakthrough Miracle Life. Catch our live broadcast every Wednesday and Sunday on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, and on internet radio at mixlr.com forward slash B-R-E-A-K-T-H-R-U. Galatians chapter 4 and verse 3. The Bible says, and that's the way it was with us before Christ came. And that's the way it was with us before Christ came. We were like children. We were slaves to the basic spiritual principles of this world. We were slaves. We were like children. We were, were slaves to the basic spiritual principles of this world. Uh, so uh, the Bible is telling us the results of Eve being convinced. When she was convinced, uh, the Bible says she saw, she saw. That means the devil took her out of the realm of faith brought her into the realm of unbelief. And in the realm of unbelief, our senses are active. Our physical senses are more active. We appreciate more what we see and what we feel rather than what is written or rather than what God has said. So this this is a picture. It's painting that picture of, of slavery. Eve had no clue that she was uh, being uh, subjected to slavery by just eating of forbidden fruit, so to speak. She was being subjected to slavery. Now, notice this. We saw in Genesis 1.26, God said, let us make man in our image that he may be like us. Let us make man in our image that he may be like us. Uh-huh. And then that he will rule over uh, all creation, so to speak, you know, the animals and, 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 and the birds, that he may rule. Notice, man is created for dominion, but now a sad picture is being painted where man is painted as a slave, a slave to the basic spiritual principles of this world. The very principles that we were created to reign over, to, to the principles that we were created to be above them, now we were under them. It's a portrait of slavery. It's a portrait of slavery. We came into slavery. And here this, <clears throat> the Bible says, and that's the way it was with us before Christ came. That's the way it was before Christ came. So this scripture is describing one aspect of spiritual death, one aspect of death. Death. We were we were like children. We were 
slaves to the basic spiritual principles of this world. And, and as we go on, you'll see, you know, usually when you read the Bible and you see what it is saying, you can also know what it is not saying through what it is saying. Mm. You see? Uh, for instance, let's see the Galatians 4, verse 4. The Bible says that, but when the right time came, God sent his son born of a woman, subject to the law. Verse 5. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law, so that he could adopt us into his very own, so that he could adopt us as his very own children. Verse 6. And because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. You see, so you'll see a statement like that. Because we are the children of God, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. That means when we were slaves, there was another spirit in us. There was another spirit that was at work in us. You'll see it in Romans 8 and uh, probably verse 16. Romans 8 and uh, verse 16. Well, mm. verse 15. Notice this. So you have not received the spirit that makes you fearful slaves. That means there is such a spirit that makes people fearful slaves. And that is the spirit that is in every non-believer. There's a spirit working in every non-believer. A spirit that makes people fearful slaves. Uh, where else can you find that? Um, you'll find that... Um, You'll find that uh, where else? Oh, you'll find that you'll find it in uh, Ephesians, Ephesians chapter two and verse two, I believe. Yes, you used to live in sin, just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commanders, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is the spirit at work. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. Praise the Lord. So, so see, see that, see, see the facts that are coming to the fore. Now we are aware that when man fell, it wasn't just in the physical, what you had or what you saw was individuals struggling. They were struggling, they went out and they killed the land and they sweated and it was different and childbearing became difficult and, and the sun scorched them, they had to work hard. But this, now, now we are aware, now through these scriptures, we are, we are aware of what happened in their spirits. The Bible is telling us that there is a, a spirit that came into us. That spirit 
was working in us, causing us to disobey God. That spirit was causing us to be fearful slaves. Fearful, what is fearful slaves? You see, we felt like slaves. It's like, it's like living in your father's house and acting like a slave. We were in a world we were created to dominate, but yet the principles of this world were now loading it over us. They had brought us into a place of subjection. That's what it means by the spirit of, since we have not received a spirit of fearful slaves. So that means you have two spirits that are working in this life. The spirit in the non-believer that, that causes them to, to think like slaves and act like slaves. And the spirit of adoption, which is also the spirit of freedom, which causes people to be free and relate with God as their father. The parable of the prodigal son also makes emphasis in that direction. It shows us what happens to a man when they live outside their father's home. Then it shows us the liberties and the freedoms that one attains after they have come home, after they have been accepted back or conscripted back into the father's house. So, um, back to Galatians 4. I, I hope you're, if, uh, if, if you're sleepy, you, 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 you may miss quite a bit, but, you know, We'll make sure it's not so much that we miss so much. Praise the Lord. <laughs> the Bible says that, and that's the way it was with us before Christ came. We were like children. Notice we were like children. Now, if you look at the Greek version of that word, you'll see, again, it's not, it's not the best description of children. There are categories of children. When you talk about children, we can talk about infants. Those are children, which is basically babies. Or we can talk about growing children. Or we can talk about mature children. All those are descriptions of children. Because you see, your grandfather's children is your parents. Praise the Lord. You see, if you think twice, you'll be a genius. <laughs> So when we talk about children, we're not talking about crawling babies. No, we are talking about, uh, we are talking about, uh, uh, it could be anywhere. If your father is 200 years old and you're 100 years old, you are his child. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The Bible says we were like children. Uh, if you go to, uh, if you go to the Strong's Concordance, uh, of that scripture, uh, it will give us a good idea of what that word children means. Um, let me look for that strong concordance. We, get, we want to get the Greek, uh, the Greek of it again, so you know. Uh, 
uh, most times it's quite important to relate with these facts because they help us they help us to okay all right so the the, the word there is nepew the word there is nepew Nepil to mean to mean an infant, a simple-minded or immature person. An infant, simple-minded or immature person. Nepius, that's the word uh, being used in in Galatians chapter four and verse three, and that's the way it was with us before. Christ came. We were like immature, simple-minded infants. We were slaves to the basic spiritual principles of this world. We were like slaves. So, uh, again, I want to point to you, the paint to you the picture of slavery. We were created in this world not to act like slaves, but we were given managerial abilities by God to dominate what he had created. But after, and for those of us, for those of you who have not been with us, again, we've been through Genesis 1, 2, and 3, uh, describing the origins of man and what happened to man and what the devil did to to bring man to that place of slavery. Uh, and, you know, again, for the purpose of those who have just joined us, last week we were talking about the difference between tests and temptations, and we were also emphasizing how you need to be convinced by the word, but also the devil is striving for your attention to convince you. Because that's how he takes you away from, from, from dominion. That's how he takes you away from your rightful destiny. He will convince you. He will take you. You know, he has time. He's patient. He may bombard you with things, but you know, if you're unrelenting, he'll, he'll, he'll still wear you down. He, he'll need, he'll, because he needs to, to convince you eventually. Right? You know, uh, r- rightly so also on, on, the, the, on the side of the word we need to be convinced faith is conviction we come to a place of conviction so so this is what happened to us we were like slaves to the basic spiritual principles of this world we became slaves we became slaves we were created for dominion yet we became slaves to basic spiritual principles of this of this world. And you see, that's the picture that many a people need to see. Most of us don't celebrate and appreciate salvation. We think salvation is some walk through some forest or through some park, or it's like some regular walk in life. No, it's not that kind of a journey. Salvation is restoration to dominion. It is restoration Salvation is when God restores your full human potential. 
your full human potential is restored. You see? Because we are born slaves. We are born slaves. Now notice this. Notice what the scripture is telling you in uh, Galatians 4 verse 3. That scripture is telling you that every non-believer is Nepius. Nepius. Uh, Nepius. Every non-believer is an infant. Immature. And simple-minded. According to the wisdom of God. Praise the Lord. You know, again, you know, not to offend some of you, but you know, that's what happens when you insist that, no, 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 I'll marry an unbeliever. You're marrying Nepius. Nepius. Your husband or your wife may be Nepius. Hmm? Immature, simple-minded, and infant according to the word. Praise the Lord. And so why do we need to see this picture? Eve had no clue that when she was just being convinced to eat a fruit, that she was being subjected to slavery. She had no clue. She could not connect the two dots. And that's the same way it is when the enemy comes at us. You won't know what he's up to. You may even have a clue. But you won't know the full the full picture, mostly. Mm. Or even if you know the description of the of, of the result, you may not know you may not you may not appreciate the impact. You know why are many of us suffering? Because our parents they didn't know the impact of their actions. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> hey. They were just lounging, chilling out, doing what they were doing. They were, you know, they were having a blast, you know. And they did not know that they were sowing seeds of us suffering. And so today we are suffering because of their actions. Praise the Lord. That's the anatomy of temptation. That's the anatomy of temptation. The enemy will downplay the, the the result. He told him, no, no, you won't die. Because God had said, in the day that you eat of that fruit, you shall surely die. Yeah, very few times the Lord uses that word surely, and that's one of them. And that's the first time he expresses himself. In the, he says, you shall surely die. And the devil came and said, no, 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 no. God is lying. You will not Die. And that's what the devil tells you. You know, sometimes you want to pray, and the devil tells you, no, you don't have to pray. It's okay. You know, praise the Lord. <laughs> sometimes you need to be in the Word, and the devil tells you, no, you don't have to do all of that. You say, you see, you see so and so, they don't read the Bible. Never, you say, oh, you know, I see they are somewhere. <laughs> you see? Why? And here, you, not, you, need, you must know the character of the devil. He's a liar. He's a liar. That means he's committed to twisting every truth that God has ministered to us. Some of you are believers, but you don't believe you're full believers. 
There are people who give their lives to Christ every weekend. <laughs> there are people who renew their relationship with God every weekend. Why? Because by Wednesday, the devil convinces them, you're not saved. You're not saved like so-and-so. You see? There are some of us who are probably not speaking as many tongues because the devil says, no, 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 no. Tongues were not given to you. Tongues are not for you. There are many of us who have been uh, taken away from the opportunity of enjoying our destiny because the devil has told us, look, no, 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 that wasn't for you. That was for so-and-so. That was for so-and-so. You see, the devil is committed to convincing you otherwise from what God says, or generally disputing, outrightly disputing what God says. Now think about it, and this will help you and this will bless you. Think about those thoughts that dominate your mind. Those thoughts that dominate your mind and contradict the word. That's the devil speaking. So you can just simply contend with them. You can say, no. If, the, if, you, if you believe God for healing and you believe, yeah, with these stripes I was healed, and you say, thank you, Lord, I was healed because of your stripes, the devil will come and say, no, you are not healed. Check yourself. You still have pain. You see? <laughs> and I want you to see also that just like in Mark 4 and Matthew 13, with the parable of the seed and the sower, every time the seed goes forth, now notice this, the seed that fell by the wayside or in the path, that was easy for the devil to what? To steal. Very easy. Very, very easy for the devil to some of us make it easy for the devil to work in our lives. That's what that verse is saying. We make it so easy. The seed falls and it's a, the seed has fallen on tiles. No seed is going to germinate on tiles. No matter how much you water that seed on a tile, it will not, it will not germinate. Yes, there may be aspects of photosynthesis, but that's not all that is needed for germination. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Some of us make it so, so easy for the enemy to steal from us. But now notice this. For those whom the, the enemy can't steal the word immediately, even when the seed germinates and the soil is shallow, you'll be subjected to the elements, to that scorching sun, that sun will shine, and it will shine hard. And you know, it's good. Sometimes we need that sunshine, because like when you go to the beach, you know what I mean? Praise the Lord. You need sunshine. You don't want to go to the beach when it's raining. But may, I don't know, maybe some of you, I don't know, praise the Lord. But you know, uh, the beach is good when it's hot. So, But that same heat will scorch the, the, the seed of... Uh, a word that, that lacks depth in root. Now notice this, so he can't, if you get that plant scorched, for those who are able to even have good soil, yes, he'll plant thistles and thorns so that when it sprouts, 
it will be chopped. And then there's the highest level of productivity uh, through understanding where the seed comes and you're sure at least to bear fruit of 30 fold, the least you can bear. But all of, all of that between the, the seed that falls on the path and the seed that is uh, in, in the rocky ground and the seed that falls in, in, in the ground with the thorns and thistles, there's a war there, you know. And many of us are not educated about that war. Most times, in fact, if, if, you're, if, you're, if you're here, you can just check yourself quickly. Think about something you believe God for and think about how long you've been believing God for it. And generally, do a good evaluation of why it may not be coming to pass. And you'll find that you may have a what? A heart problem. You find that you pray, you pray, and you feel good about the matter. One hour after prayer, you wonder about the matter. That means the seed has not taken. Then there are those who just, even they just pray, they just pray, mukama, mukama. There is no seed of the word at all. You see? There is not, a, the word came, you know. And you know, it's, it's interesting. Sometimes, you know, we, you can be in a service and miss a word. You know, you can be in the service, even, even you may not even leave to go to the loose. You'll be there at the full service. But you'll hear nothing. Praise the Lord. <laughs> that is proof that the devil uh, <laughs> is the God of this world. Praise the Lord. So uh, th th that's partly why that's partly why we are addressing this subject. We want people to be active. It's a partnership. It's a partnership. We want to be active with God so that we can aid God to work in our lives. If it was, you think about it. If it was up to God, the whole world would be saved. Bible says in Second Peter that. God is not willing that any man should perish. If it was up to him, everybody would be But there's something called will. Every one of us has a will. And how you use your will determines to what extent God works in your life. You see? If it was up to God, every one of us would be healed. Every one of us would be fine. But there's this thing called will. The Bible says uh, in Samuel, it says stubbornness is as iniquity. Stubbornness is as iniquity. It's giving you an attitude of the heart which can just refuse to cooperate with God. Many of us, and that's why Jesus says, uh, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is what? The flesh is weak. Our spirits desire God. In our spirits, we want to pray. In our spirits, we want to do right. In our spirits, we want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. But then there's this thing called the soul. The mind, the emotions, and the will. And that's where the real war is. Your real war is not with devils. Devils are exploiting 
your uneducated or unsaved soul. Hmm? Your real war is not with Satan because you can't see him. But he works through your soul, your unsaved, your uneducated soul. That's where. Now notice, some of us just, you, you can wake up and I'm not going to church. Devil's agent. To yourself, you see? And you don't know that now you are working for the devil. You've just got a, a job as a sales sales manager. <laughs> You've just signed the contract from the devil. You see, how? Why? Because there are these forces that are actively working to convince us, to remove us from truth, to to corrupt our knowledge of Christ, to to bring us to a place of disobedience. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I notice this when the Bible tells us about Technically, every believer is qualified to be in the presence of God, but our minds, our minds sometimes give us a different picture. We say, Gundi, we talk to somebody like that, and we say, Gundi, we have an interview about them. We are not just a little girl, but we are not just a little girl. We are not just a little Praise the Lord. So, yeah, but uh, back to the subject. Oh, our time is, is running. It's really running, and this Zoom is very, Zoom is expensive. Mm. And that's the way it was with us before Christ came. We were like children. We were we were we were pills. We were like children. We were slaves. We were slaves to the basic spiritual principles of this world. That's what we became. Eve is convinced. She sees. She eats, and they are ashamed. And you see, in the natural, what they saw was shame. In the natural, what they may have related with was expulsion from the garden. But in the spirit, another spirit came into human beings. The spirit of disobedience and the spirit of slavery. And that's the part that I wanted to to, to, to emphasize to you today. Human beings, and, and I, I want you to catch that, human beings were created to dominate in this world. Right, but yet we are born slaves in the very world which we were created to dominate. That's what the spirit of slavery means. So you may be out there and you feel small. Eh? You feel small. You feel like Kalinzi Mukama Namara Nyamba, Kampaya Kataka, Kama Namara Nyamba. That is the spirit of being a fearful slave. The spirit of slavery. The spirit of bondage, the spirit that limits people's minds to, to, to see themselves as very inferior. You see? Notice everything, most of the things that we do that contradict the word of God, the devil first sows seeds of inferiority. He first shows you are nothing. Mm-hmm, you are nothing. But you will never amount to anything. There's no hope for you. And after you are believed and you are convinced you are nothing, now you begin to act like what? 
like you are nothing. You begin to sound like you are not, you begin to look like you are nothing. Enako yona ne jurawa kufesi kumoviri kumikono yona wona wona enako ne jura praise the lord the overflow overflow of naku but why because the enemy has what has been bombarding your mind uh, beloved you see salvation is not difficult what makes it hard number one is ignorance ignorance of these principles we don't know how the enemy works we don't know where he comes from sometimes we hand over ourselves to the devil we hand ourselves to the devil through how we speak we hand ourselves to the devil through how we act we hand ourselves to the devil through the attitudes we adopt we hand ourselves to the devil by just believing certain lies you know so but notice this verse four but when the right time came god sent his son born of a woman subject to the law god sent him and here is the purpose of god sending his son god sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the to the law god sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law praise the lord and notice the last part so that he could adopt us as his very own children i want you to see that statement sent him to buy freedom for us who are slaves to the law so that the purpose of buying freedom for us was so that we could what we could become his very own that means as an attitude of a child of god versus an attitude of a non believer i'm amazed every time i find it everywhere and you find people say nanga we are all sinners the bible says all have sinned and fallen you find professors quoting it I've had bishops quoting it. They still have a slave mentality because they they don't read the next verse. Just the next verse <laughs> shows us just the next verse. It says yet God. The other version say but God. You see this the He sent his son to buy freedom for us, to purchase freedom with his blood, freedom from the penalty. And when we talk about freedom, we're talking about the quantification is freedom from penalty. When we say freedom from sins, what we literally mean is you are set free from the penalty of sins. Because okay, so just you're free from sins, but you're still committing sins. You see even though we've been set free from sin and sins but we still sometimes mostly behave like sinners amen so this freedom is we are set free from the consequences of sin why because he died first 
He was subject to spiritual death so that we can have spiritual life. He suffered a physical death so that we uh, and went to hell so that we don't have to go to hell when we die. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was pierced. There was, he was pierced so that we don't have to suffer the consequences of committing sins. Praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. Now, the purpose of all of that, the big idea of all of that, was so that he could what? Adopt us as his children. If you read Galatians chapter 4 and, and verse 5 and 6 properly, you'll see something. You'll see the spirit of freedom. You'll see who you should be. The attitude you should have. You will see what... You see, because notice this. What has freedom got to do with adoption? What has freedom got to do with adoption? And that's why I mentioned earlier that when we were born slaves, Nepius, slaves, children, under the basic... Uh, spiritual forces of this world. That's how we were born. That means the very world we were created to dominate, we were born subject to it. Praise the Lord. The Bible tells us in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 15, 16 and 17, the Bible says that uh, through him uh, and by him were all principalities, dominions, rulers and powers created. Now notice this. Those spiritual forces that are disturbing areas, that are disturbing us, they were not created to disturb us. They were created to... They were created for us, to aid us. But when Eve handed the keys to Satan, what she had no clue about... What, what, she, what she had no clue about was that she was subjecting Satan to the very forces that were meant to aid us. These principalities were not created to act against us. They were created for, for us. In fact, clearly they were created for him and having been created for him, that means they are created to aid us, to help us, to build us. Praise the Lord. So this freedom now, this freedom that God is exposing us to, this is freedom from these basic spiritual elements. Freedom from basic spiritual elements. Every day child of God, there are devils that are assaulting your mind. Satan is assaulting your mind from every angle. Even when you get the word, he'll try to steal it. If he can't steal it, he will dispute it. If he can't dispute it, he will discourage you about its coming to pass. If he can't, even when it comes to pass, he won't quit. There's a, there's a consistent assault. But the Bible tells us that, uh, that we have been brought to a place of freedom from these elements. Amen. 
Now, most of us technically still fear demons. Hmm? The, the, you, don't, you don't have to show me by, 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 by raising your hands. But most of us still fear demons. We're fearful. You know how I know you, you, you can know how I know we're fearful. Most of us, when we see a madman, we cross the road. You see? But that's not how we were created, and that's not what God intended after we received Christ. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, yeah, no, uh, so we better wind up um, uh, just to be able to connect the dots again. The enemy is vying for your mind. He's vying to bring you to a place of uh, limitation and temptation by assaulting your mind. And you may not have the full picture of why he's assaulting your mind. Some of you, the Lord wakes you up at 4 a.m. and you just say, ah, I'll pray later. Because you don't know, you have no clue why God is waking you up for action. Sometimes opportunities may come to cooperate with the Spirit of God, maybe in the area of giving, in the area of showing love, and most of us may shun these opportunities. And we have no clue what we are signing up for. Because most of us lack vision, we lack strategy. We are not aware of the full brand of the devil and his schemes. Many a people, you see, that's why in church sometimes we become lazy and we act lazy. Because we are not, we are not aware of the consequences. We are not aware, we don't have the full picture of consequences. So we, you know, we're just lazy about many things. We are indifferent about many things. But Jesus came to show us how we can live. When you see his life, it gives us a good idea how our life can be. He was very defiant when it came to the devil. He was extremely defiant and resistant. He never gave the enemy an opportunity. He prayed a lot because he needed to stay a lot. When he was at, at, at the mountain, he was... Uh, he was agonizing about giving himself up as, as a ransom for humanity. He told his disciples who were with him, he said, study, pray with me. But they, they couldn't. They couldn't even pray an hour. And he was agonizing in prayer because he was aware of the war. Yes, he knew that was the moment to salvage humanity. But there was also an opportunity for him to, to not cooperate. And from Hebrews 9, 14, we can tell that while he prayed, the Holy Spirit came to his aid. The Holy Spirit aided him. It aided him to offer himself as that sacrifice. So, 
in a nutshell, in a nutshell, we have a responsibility. Uh, number one to in, in James, uh, Peter and James, they put it differently, uh, but you can see the Bible says, resist the devil. Resist, but how can you resist the devil? How can you resist a non-physical entity? With physical entities, when we must engage in war and in battle, we train, we toughen up, we train. That means there's also training for the spirit. Spiritual things are not for lazy people. In fact, if you if if if, if physically you if spiritually you are fit, it's usually a, it will translate into your outer being. And most of our physical laziness emanates from our spiritual laziness. So God sent him to buy freedom for us who are slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. So if you're a child of God, the spirit of freedom has been invested in your spirit. The spirit you received is a spirit of so refuse to be a slave. Refuse to be a slave. Because when you are not born again, you are a slave. So why are you accepting slavery again? Why are you accepting slavery now? Refuse to be a slave. And it's through such scriptures that we, we, we gain fortitude to be able to express ourselves as free sons of God who go on to grow into maturity. Praise the Lord. The, the picture Jesus gives us is a picture of, of how as a child of God you can live in this world. How you can live aided by the Spirit, facilitated by the Holy Spirit, living by His Word, and winning at every corner of your life. Breakthrough Miracle Life meets every Wednesday in Lunguja from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Saturday for Bible study from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. and on Sunday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. For more information, call or WhatsApp 704 89 